Welcome to Seek Treatment, um, a podcast about boys' sex, fucking dating, and love. How are- I'm so depressed. Why? I don't understand. I'm just having one of those days where it's like, nothing matters. Well, nothing does matter. <laughs> I felt very trapped inside my own head. Just, What's up? What? I was just saying last night, I had a time when I was felt very trapped inside my own brain, a very trapped inside kind of existing, and... Um, and that sucked, but I've had kind of a decent morning. Um, I rescheduled, say it with me, a West Elm delivery. So that what a should, rush. Yeah. And I'm not that kind of person. Well, who's my like, anxieties. I'm literally not that kind of person who's like getting West Elm deliveries, but be, this one time I am because my same sex sexual porter absolutely demanded I got a specific office chair um, because he felt it matched our bed. What does it look like? It's like blue velvet. I th- I don't I don't know if it's blue velvet, but it's blue, and our bed is blue velvet. And he says it's the same oh. color blue. I obviously don't care. It obviously cost five hundred American dollars. Um, <laughs> I ordered a prox eight months ago. It was supposed to come last week, but one single snowflake fell, so they uh, had to reschedule. And so now that it's coming on Saturday. Oh my God! One single snowflake ruined your red blue velvet West Elm. $500 chair. It, it might be blue velvet or it might just be blue and match something that's blue velvet. Which is my bed, <laughs> which is my bed frame. Is, is your... You have, I can't... This is my problem with things. is like... My same-sex sexual partner will, like, buy these things to decorate the apartment, and he'll be like, see, like, don't you like that? And I'm always like, yeah, it's fine. I would, but if you, if, so it's like, say this stupid thing hanging on the wall costed $60. I'm like, it doesn't offend me, but if if right now you were like, can I have that for $60? I'd be like, yes, take it. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather have the <laughs> money that we kind of have given up to have this thing on our wall. Right. I understand. Why are you bummed? I'm sorry. I just, like, can't, nothing is going right. What, like career, love, friend? Love is good. Friend is good. It's just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just like frustrated. I feel like I keep getting bad news and I just don't know what life's about. And I just miss my old life. And I just, I know I'm not like allowed to be upset about this, but I just keep gaining weight and I don't know what to do. And I just like. Well, you're allowed to feel however you want. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like. It's just so exhausting, like, juggling so much stuff at once and just, like, trying to be, like, happy and healthy and, like, working hard and, like, it's just so much. I don't feel like any amount of therapy or medication, like, changes that. And I just look in the mirror and I'm just, like, mad at myself all the time. Yeah. And I know this is, like, buzzkill, but I'm, I think... I, I know other people probably feel the same way, so I don't regret like being open about it. It's just I'm exhausted, and I feel silly for even complaining because nothing's really wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, totally. I know that feeling very well. I think that is, you know, 
the human experience and I think there is no amount of therapy or medication that will make that never come sometimes I think those things just help you get out of it quicker like you lose Mm -hmm. less time to it but everything passes every good mood passes every bad mood passes I know no feeling is final no feeling is final I know honestly I'll probably be fine like in two hours but I'm just like I'll just say okay this morning it's like (laughs) I wake up I have this like intense phone call I didn't expect to have and then I look at my computer and I say this with love because I don't really care but my friends who are staying in my apartment are like the curtains all just fell down I'm like okay perfect (laughs) and then I step on the scale and it's like good luck bitch and then like I get an email that's like you didn't get that part and it's like okay and then I'm like hungry but I'm like better not baby and then I'm just like okay time to do my funny podcast about being slutty and it's like (laughs) don't really feel slutty because I take pills that dry up my pussy and I'm just like at this point yeah you have to laugh <laughs> you do have to laugh so i was just like I, I can like see it like i'm like having synesthesia towards my troubles but it's like i can look up and i see like all the 10 things in the sky that are bothering me and i don't know how to like swat i'm like okay one at a time but and maybe one at a time i could swat them away and then of course my other favorite thing one of the one of the 10 pods of trouble that is like kind of illuminated in front of my eyes is that like oh yeah you should do a self-tape and it's like oh okay at this point like does anyone want to put me in their movie or not because i make these amazing tapes and no one cares and i'm a fucking genius and no one cares and i know that is reductive to say no one cares because i know there's probably at least 30 people who do care um 30 people who listen to this podcast the 30 hashtag the 30 i'm like eating this rotten cucumber i'm like this will fill me up and it's like I want to love and accept my body, which I do. That's the other thing is that people are like, you have to love and accept your body. It's like, I do, but why does my body keep changing? Can't it just like stop? And so I can like, how can you accept your body when every day it's a different body? It's like, can we just like, if I could focus on this one I have right now, I could probably like come around to it. But it's like every day it's like, nope. Yeah. Bodies are are commitment phobes. <laughs> I told my eating disorder lady that I'm a th- the face of the um, fluctuating community. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm the face. I'm the face of weight fluctuation in New York. You know who the face of weight fluctuation was um, publicly was Rihanna, who was like, "I have the pleasure of a fluctuating body oh, or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you fluctuate and you look amazing at every style." I've never seen her fluctuate, but I guess I don't know. It was an amazing quote. She was just like, "I love when my body's big, so I look like this, and I love when it's small, so I look like this." And I'm like, "That is iconic." I've been working with my team of twenty somethings, um, which by which I mean my <laughs> therapist and my eating disorder lady, <laughs> and my team of twenty somethings. So I think I accidentally offended my eating disorder um, person because I said. We're talking about bodies, and we're talking about the first time is kind of noticing bodies. And I, of course, referenced a famous moment, which is when Rose McGowan was feeding a muscled man an ice pop in Jawbreaker. And I said, "Oh, I said, have you ever seen Jawbreaker?" And she said, "No." And I said, "Oh, it's it's before your time." And she's like, "I could tell she thought I was like sliding her. And I didn't mean to. I think that I think there was That's wisdom to be had." I, I wish wisdom. everything was before my time. I wish I was just born. Yeah, I would kill for a job I could have been before my time. <laughs> but anyways, I, I, like working, um, it, I mean, it was I think it was 99. So I was 11. I was just the right age to be a young gay person, like seeing Rosemary going feeding a muscled jock <laughs> a nice pop and be like so incredibly. Con- Is there anything more confusing in the world than to be an 11 year old gay person <laughs> watching Mo- Rose McGowan feed a jock a nice pop? <laughs> <laughs> is there any more confusing experience? Um, signs point to no. <laughs> Shake that magic eight ball because signs signs point to no. I feel like Jawbreaker was just before my time in that I was like an 
eight-year-old girl walking around Blockbuster being like, I know I like that cover, but I don't understand it and I don't know what it is, but I know I'm drawn to it magnetically as a straight girl um, who will grow up to have only gay friends. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, you know, it, I remember the commercials for it. I love this deep dive into like what our experience was around Jawbreaker as <laughs> as, as eight and 11 year olds. <laughs> as eight and 11 year olds. I just remember it coming out and seeing the commercials and being like, that's fierce. Those girls look fierce. You know who's in it is actually, oh my God, you know who's in it is um, the woman who plays Dexter's girlfriend and Darla on Buffy and the lead in my new favorite movie, Circle of Friends. Circle of Friends. She plays Marcy in Jawbreaker, I believe her name is in Jawbreaker. Oh my God. Maybe we should watch Circle of Friends tonight. Bri has also been a little bit depressed. Is that okay that I say that? I guess he's not listening. Okay. Um, yeah, he's been a little depressed lately. Just maybe Circle of Friends will cheer us right up. It's so good. Circle of Friends is so good. Do you know good. what else is that like? Do you know what else is that? Is that last night, um, Brian and I were both feeling down and I was like, let's do my group breathwork class, which I really adore. I do group breathwork therapy every two weeks. So we do the breathwork class and obviously I instantly fall asleep during it because it's like you lay you lay down and you're just breathing for an hour. And after the class, it was so funny. Everyone was going around sharing these like really intense recollections like of what happened to them during the class and like how they transformed. And I was like, um, I log, I unmute myself and I'm like, um, I actually fell asleep because I ate a pizza before this. And she was like, yeah, definitely like don't eat a pizza before this. And I was so like, what is breath work? Oh, it's amazing. Actually, breath work therapy is where you kind of lay down and then you you do this intense breath pattern through your mouth um, repeatedly over like a 30, 45 minute period. And it kind of like releases like a lot of stress. And you it kind of you almost feel sort of when you do it right, you kind of feel like you've just exercised or something like you feel this intense, like relaxed kind of tingling sensation. I, I if you saw, want to, you should join one week. I think you'd like it. I should. I saw um, I think I saw Edward Norton do that in The Hulk. Because it was like them being like, see, he's trying to control so his emotions. So now you're going to on to my sex and love podcast with Hulk references. Yeah, but I do hate the Hulk. I can't get my volume just right. I'm sorry, am I crunching the cucumber too loud? No, it's not about that. But yeah. a- cucumbers do always remind me of the scene in Old School where Andy Dick is giving a blowjob class. <laughs> cucumbers to me, every teen movie is like, I could put this in my pussy if you want. Yeah. And it's like, you could, I guess. I guess, it, you know. Why wouldn't you be able to? Well, <laughs> you could. But I think, it, I don't know if it would feel, mine's, my cucumber's ice cold right now. And I don't think it would feel good to have something ice cold in me. Yeah, I can it's imagine. It's very gynecological. Uh-huh. Have like a metal, something metal, which is cold or hot, depending on what it's near. <laughs> and, you know. um, anyways, no, I actually kind of felt good to like be honest on the podcast about how I do. You felt. have to. You have to hold space. And I, I was just thinking when you were saying like I don't know how to swaddle these away. It's like don't just you know mm-hmm. you feel how you feel and just let yourself feel that way. I think then there's just added pressure of like when you're with your partner and you're both so empathetic. It's like your moods like yeah it's rub off on each other like like yesterday brian was down and then i'm down and then like we're going back and forth and it's like we can't both be down at the same time yeah so it's like this and then it's like oh, well i better be in a good mood so i don't like you know disrupt the industry of my relationship but <laughs> at the same time i did just get rejected from so much stuff it's like can someone please like i am so talented it's crazy rejection <laughs> is um Part most 
Oh my god, uh, there's construction near me. Would you say, I can't hear it, would you say that rejection is God's protection, Patrick? Oh, did I say that? Have I said no, that to I you? Think, I think our mutual friend told me that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. I would say rejection can be God's protection. Or it can be. It can be. I think it is. I think it is. You have to at funny, least... Why, right while this is happening, um, right while that was happening, I also got a text from a friend of mine saying she had a callback for something I... Um, kind of thought i might have gotten a call back for oh my but gosh love, but you know what, you have to celebrate your friends i do uh, she's better for it anyway so celebration station what was i going to say oh, oh my god you know i'm so glad i'm so glad our, it's our guest has no idea what he's walking into but that's why i feel so safe being myself today um yeah. should we just bring him on put Let's your ears him. open i mean you know him you love him he's absolutely one of the most special people i've ever met in my entire life he's such an actually good friend and an actual real person for once in my damn life put your ears open for ryan o'connell hi ryan oh uh, hi i love how low the bar is for like humanity <laughs> you know what i mean you're like are you, you like someone texts you like are you okay and you're like okay whoa mother Teresa. <laughs> no, literally okay. when you called me this summer when i was like depression i was like oh my god i was like he's not a person he's an angel and god sometimes sends angels down <laughs> oh my god thank you so much you know i just i feel like reese witherspoon and wild where i've been like hiking the pacific podcast trail <laughs> and i have just made it to seek tree i can't believe i'm finally here I think first things first we have to admit that you and pat have never met and we have to talk yeah. about this yeah pat when you talk about it, well hold on can i just like tell you my origin story with this podcast because I feel like it needs to t- be discussed. Okay, so I'm going to set the scene for you. I'm eating overpriced sandwiches in a gentrified neighborhood that can be described as Mad Max meets West Elm. <laughs> and I'm with my friend who's literally like, hey, do you know this like hot gay twin, Pat Regan? He has a podcast. And I, my first thought was, they're giving gay twinks podcasts like okay jesus take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like please like we've heard enough you know what i mean and so i famously didn't do podcasts other than michelle collins because she's the best and I'll, I'll listen to her you know recite like the weather i'm just obsessed <laughs> but i was like let's let's give let's give this a listen and when i listened to seek tree i was so i was blown away well first of all i feel like i've, I've told you this Catherine, when we met I feel like our lull frequencies overlap in such an aggressive way that I truly felt like immediate kindred Aww. spirits, right? So then I did something psychotic, which is I slid into your DMs, Catherine, and was like, I did something I've never done before, which is I asked to be a guest on the pod, <laughs> which I know, I know. You thought I'd be far along enough in therapy to not do that, but I guess I'm not, dot, dot, dot. Like, <laughs> um, and then Catherine, like, you just were like, LOL, like, um, email my producer and I was like okay I'm actually I can't do that I can't just like, email a random like I'm like now it's going too far and I need to be an Ryan right now and I want to say to my friend Catherine that was crazy that you did that no I didn't know I didn't know Ryan <laughs> this is before I had a TV show Pat everything was oh my different God. Um, so basically uh, basically I didn't do that because I was like yeah I was like honey love yourself <laughs> like you've been you have been through enough. You know what I mean? That was also then, at a rare time in my life when I was like busy. And so I was like, okay, definitely come on. Just like. Oh, totally, totally. But this was like different. This was like, this was like years ago. We were truly. young. When we and were And then young. Yeah, we were young. Exactly. We, uh, and then, and then eventually we started talking, Catherine. And then um, we met at a restaurant with a velvet booth Heaven. and a fireplace. I famously vomited after that night. Remember? Yeah. yeah that, that was sad. 
Um, <laughs> me and Catherine ordered food and I was like, this is not enough food. And then Catherine had to leave and I was like, I'm still hungry. Cut to me ordering three martinis solo, coming home, like vomiting. My boyfriend thought I got drugged. I was like, okay. <laughs> that worry, I drugged you so- at our first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sober now. It's all good. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And then finally, oh, and that was supposed to come on like two summers ago. But I was in Provincetown and a work thing fell through and I just like stayed to like get my dick sucked from someone like in puppetry of the penis. And then (laughs) that was good. (laughs) Should I be in Provincetown when this is all over? Like, what is the deal? I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Well, I'm actually my bones have turned to crushed ice thinking that you haven't been there because like I, I think you would love it because I famously like don't do Fire Island. I'm triggered by like. A, a gay destination yeah, moment same. and in Provincetown I've been going there since I was like 23 I went there for the first time with like my dad and I was like fully okay, obsessed your dad's like, gay <laughs> <laughs> pass it on I wish oh my god he passed um, it on yeah. no but I was like I, I, I was obsessed with it and I've been going every summer and I think you should totally dip your toes in the waters Pat it's very Non-threat. Did you know that every year, come. Ryan, since 2015, maybe 2014, every single one of my gay friends has gone to Fire Island together without me. And then when they go in and I see them on social media, I like mention, I, I observe that I wasn't invited. And then they tell me like, I could have been invited if I had went. They gaslight you. It's really crazy. But, but, and it's gotten to a point where it's like, I used to it's literally be like, well, this year, literally, I'm such good friends with these people. These people. There's no way... Legally, they can like all together go to Fire Island. Like I'm like this year, it would be so crazy, and then it, they do it again, and it's like shot. It's honestly, I'm. It, it, it's something I admire. Like they must really. Yeah, it's a commitment. It's commitment. Wait, so you're sober? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I got sober in the pandemic because um it was getting a little too real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the first three months were just like me, like mainlining wine. I mean, I had been in a TBD relationship with alcohol for the last few years that I was like trying to scale back, yeah, yeah. but like life got in the way. Um, and then before that, I mean, I have like a history of like not being like good with substances because I was also addicted to painkillers for the, most of my twenties. Mm-hmm. And then I like phased out of that into alcohol. And um, yeah, then the pandemic happened and I was just like, okay, like she can run, but she can't hide. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, um, wait, what was your painkiller journey? So, what kind did you absolutely love? Oh my God, honey. Like it was a journey. Well, first of all, well, I got hit by a car when I was 20 okay. and then I, like I, I needed like Vicodin truly to exist yeah. and then I needed Vicodin truly to exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I started out with Vicodin but then I found Percocet and was like, okay, yeah. you know, that this is the one. And then Percocet stopped working. So I got really into this thing called, actually, it's like a painkiller that I think is not often talked okay, about. Please. It's called, uh, well, lift it I'm going to, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to lift it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now high is the rise time. Up, pain, yeah. Painkiller high rise up. Give it a platform. Um, yeah. It's called, it's actually called Roxy Set, not Oxycontin, which I have done. Yeah. I famously, t- I took an 80 milligram Oxy for the first time and saw oh. Spring Awakening, LOL, and then vomited. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my I saw Baz Luhrmann's, um, I saw Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby in theaters alone because I was coming down from Oxy and Ox- Oxy 
and OxyContin, like a kind of together, oh, yeah. a, a together moment. And my eyes were like so big and red, but I had an improv show and I hadn't oh. slept in like a day because sometimes it makes you not sleep and sometimes it makes you so sleepy. So yes. I'm at, I get done with my office job. I'm like, okay, I'll go to Boslerman's Great Gatsby, sleep in the theater, and then oh, um, go to my improv show. I can't sleep during Great Gatsby, but I also can't watch it. So I just sit in this theater while while Great Gatsby is happening to me and then I go to my improv show and everyone's like what is wrong with you and I'm like I'm allergic they're like to what and I was like trailed off I was like "Eh, whatever to to being sober that's what you were allergic to honey Um, yeah I mean I that was my that was my MO when I was doing painkillers in New York I would go to the movies I went to so many movies alone on painkillers and so there's so many movies during that time I'm like half saw like that movie weekend that gay movie mm-hmm. weekend like honey I, I don't know her like I'm like I don't you know it was like it was like night night it was like in out in out um, wait I don't know gay movie called weekend oh it's great oh really yeah oh, honey. I don't know about yeah, that maybe that's why you're not invited to fire island yeah, yeah. Maybe, that's, maybe that's where they all plan the trips is in their annual viewings of weekend you're like you haven't seen andrew hayes weekend from 2011 okay Wait, let me make a note you know what let me make a note yeah it's good it's just like two gay guys like talking and fucking and loving and whatever it's british it sounds awful actually if that helps at all pad is british that actually makes it worse <laughs> oh okay because in British, it's not even exciting for someone to be gay. It's like, of course you're gay. You're literally British. But oh, when American yeah. is gay, that is subversive. When American is gay, it's like humiliating for them in a really powerful way. Totally. When, when you're British, it's like expected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you're around the corn anyway. Yeah. You know I, mean? I assume yeah. in British, it's like I assume you're in British. It's opposite. You have to come out of the street. Totally. Well, I again, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it. But, you know, I have seen it. Totally. <laughs> This episode is actually brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Oh my god, y'all. It's crazy. It's really crazy when I think about it. Public Goods, they have everything. They have great dish soap, lotion, ramen, noodles, hand sanitizer. Babe, they have it all. They have incredible chocolate almonds. um, That is so true heaven on absolute earth for when you're hungry my favorite time to eat them is when i'm hungry and i think what's convenient about them is that they have so much stuff all in one place so you don't have to go scampering all about town to try to find um all your different type of things that actually are good for the environment you can just trust that one place has everything sustainable so the thing about public goods that you might have not noticed by now is that they ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves they're committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans animals and the environment so public goods uses a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers best of all you can make your first purchase with no obligation obligation and they actually plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every single part of the company so join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase that's right they're so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase with no minimum Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order. 
You have nothing to lose. You guys, you guys have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash seek treatment or use code seek treatment at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash seek treatment to receive $15 off your first order. Y'all, I'm obsessed with this product and I've used it even without it sponsoring my podcast. Here's what I'll say about it. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. And Saqqara gives you the ability to not just eat healthy, but truly enjoy it with chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. And God only knows how hard it is in this town to find food that actually gives you energy for once. And Saqqara takes care of us by making it easy seriously the menu of creative chef crafted ready to eat breakfasts lunches and dinners changes weekly so you never get bored and it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the u.s i seriously love sakara and the breakfast i never used to eat breakfast but the sakara breakfasts are so good they make me lol and love breakfast at the same time. Yes, we absolutely stand Saqqara breakfast. And along with delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder. Made with organic raw cacao, it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, the New York Times, and more. Ooh la la. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash seek treatment or enter code seek treatment at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash seek treatment to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash seek treatment. I have to say I really have loved Sakara. And uh, it's become a kind of a huge part of my lifestyle. So shout out to that amazing brand. Wait, Ryan, are you New York or LA? No, um, I'm I'm in this Airbnb in Palm Springs because gay men are required by law to spend one week a year in Airbnb in Palm Springs, <laughs> and I'm, so I'm just I'm doing my time here while they let then they let me out. Um, <laughs> so that's where I am right now, and I I have really i've never liked palm springs i truly truly hate it but in a, like a weird misguided move to like latch on to it again i decided to come here for a week and i'm already like looking at cabins in idlewild to like mm. leave tomorrow so you that's know, like where i'm at what i will say about palm springs my only experience there is that i have to tell pat this i stayed at a hotel there it was actually called like Ooh. i don't know if it was te- it, it might have been technically more joshua tree vibes but they had okay. the best honey mustard i ever had in my life oh wow oh, I, need really? to, I need to shout out the, i need to shout out the amazing women who work there i don't yeah. know their names but i love that well you know what that's the only thing they got going for them so <laughs> god bless and actually this girl that i've met like once or twice um but follow on instagram she posted a picture of her there like didn't even tag it but i was all i was just like feeling i just commented like they have amazing honey mustard and i don't even think she liked the comment but i was just like i needed to like make this known to you no it's true you're doing outreach you're doing outreach it's like (laughs) i love that so rye are you with your boy or are you like on a writing trip no i'm on my boy i'm on a no writing trip because i've been um writing too much now i don't want to do it (laughs) for this week yeah and so i'm I'm, I'm, what do gay people go to mykonos still 
I'm sorry. I'm having like a panic. JK people. No, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like you need to like find your gay destination. You know, you need to go this summer to Provincetown. I feel like I feel like this is what you need. And but separately, what? I'm writing a thing where gay people go away. Is Mykonos still a gay <laughs> destination? Um, hard to say. And was it ever? No, it was. Puerto Vallarta? The por- Puerto Vallarta? <laughs> yep, that's a gay destination. It's a gay destination. That's gay. Okay, so that's gay. maybe that's where they'll go. I'm intrigued by this okay, cool. gay people that go away spec you're writing. I'm obsessed. <laughs> it's an amazing story about what would happen if gay people went away on a Is trip. it called Gay People That Go Away? <laughs> the gay go away. The big gay go away. Every movie now is just called, like, um, I'm sitting at a table. And it's just like, I'm at a table. It's like, like what's what's the movie? It's like Barb and Star or whatever. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, Barb and yeah. Star go to the store, which I liked a lot. Is it good? Actually. Okay, it I haven't was, seen it, but it was, the title is so like of the silly. moment. Well, it was just like very silly. I loved it. I love a very silly movie, and I I like what they were trying to do. And for some reason, a lot of it was a miss for me. But I understand mm-hmm. why people like. And I love like Romy Michelle. I love yes. like I love all those kind. I loved Austin Powers growing up, so it, I should have liked it. But for some reason, something in it was missing for me, and I'm not exactly. Maybe you've positive. lost your innocence, your inner child. Maybe, but I don't think so. I mean, for Christ's sake, I do Artist's Way. I do half of Artist's Way every two years, so I don't know how I could possibly lose touch with my inner child. Wait, can we talk about something? What? Okay, I have two things that I need to talk about. Okay. And I don't mean to be... I am usually never want to talk about anything that has nothing... That isn't, like, just my butthole, but I am going to bring sure. this up. Um, Promising Young Woman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So you want to you talk about that? Okay. Do you um, not want to? No, no. We can totally talk about that. Um... I really liked it. It wasn't, I would say, perfect by any means, but okay. I appreciate any movie that strives for something that is mm-hmm. a big swing because I feel like you can't do that in movies anymore because either you're doing Spider-Man 5 or you're doing, like, Girl in a Basement for $2 that, like, sells at Sundance. So I, appre- I appreciate this, like, actual, like, we're going to try to say something and do something and, like, we're yeah. going to do a- this big swing. So I really liked it. I thought it was really good, but I don't think it was, like, perfect by any means. That's my vibe. For me, for me and for my kids, yeah. um, I think that um, I do agree they're trying to do something big, but they're, to me they did it in somewhat of an artless way where it's, like, the message, like, it should be the story that... I, I don't know. I don't. Nothing should be anything. But to me, what I'm looking for in a movie that says something is to like watch this story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and from this story kind of get this like intangible feeling about something that's right or wrong or to grapple with this idea. And something about the way that movie did it felt crass and mechanical in a way that truly reminded me of being in guidance counts like in guidance class and watching like videos. And like I felt like at any <laughs> moment she was gonna like turn to cam and be like freeze. So what would you do if you yeah. were this character? <laughs> Record so your funny. answers in your workbooks. Now let's jump back into the scenario and see what Connie Britton decides. Time in, and then like she goes. It, like it felt like a scenario. It was a movie. I don't know that it was a movie so much as a scenario, a guidance class scenario film. That you know what right. I mean? So funny. The, the, the film so... should have been called Scenarios. Right, right. Promising young scenarios. Um, what did you think, Catherine? I think I had a similar reaction to both of you. I really was so, so, I also was so excited for it, like so hyped up that I, nothing yeah. could, you know, fulfill my expectations. I think I, and my thought was like, oh, I kind of wanted her to, wanted to watch her become this person and then enjoy watching her get revenge as opposed to just dropping in in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I agree that I, I appreciated how grand it was trying to be. And I appreciated like, 
a lot of the visual elements of just yes. being like and like it it was it was it was so different which is really nice to see but i i guess i just wanted it to be better better but yeah yeah i'm glad it exists and i love carrie mulligan yeah, yes. me too. Me too. And education is one of my. Favorite I think it was films. a bit over stylized. Yeah, it was definitely. It did, definitely had a stylized moment. But again, that's the thing I kind of appreciated because I was just like, yeah, fucking try to do something. I don't know. I just feel like movies are so bleak these days, and I'm just like, totally. Yeah, try to have a point of view. Try to like make the curtains look psychotic. Like, sure, you know what I mean. Totally, like, but I also think like to me, it's like they weren't even trying to do something; they were trying to try to do something. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it felt mm-hmm. so almost not perfunctory, but like how about we like make it very stylized for no reason like it just mm-hmm. it, they weren't it, nothing seemed like um intentional it just felt like a random like kind of throw everything in terms of the stylization at least it felt like truly throwing everything against the wall and like totally. going ham as it were and then like <laughs> being like see now it's like a now we're trying to do something but it's like i i, I don't like I don't know if they could even express how their stylation like was trying to do what they were trying to do. You know what I mean? It didn't seem to like, I don't know. It it felt mathy to me in a way that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I wanted to follow up on this and say that I watched, because right afterwards I watched something that I felt dealt with some of these themes in such an amazing way and was so fucking good. And it's this series on HBO Max called Adult Material. It's this British show. Oh, I've never heard. Okay. It's only four episodes and it's about this um, porn star in her like early 30s who's also like a mother and it's so fucking well done rupert everett's in it it's so good Ooh, i like, love when rupert pops up wait is he for my best friend yeah yes. it's just like so well done and it goes a little off the rails at certain points but i was in st- and it also like made some stylistic choices that i was really obsessed with i just like i watched the pilot and was like that's a fucking pilot oh yeah. okay I was, like, let's, I was like let's fucking go so i'd be curious to hear what y'all think of that I'm um, just watching. I just started watching. I hate Susie, which it's, I like. I loved. I hate Susie. She's such a star. That woman, the main I woman. Seen. I don't like. Here's the deal. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I don't watch a lot of scripted because I feel like it's like doing homework. I feel like I mm-hmm. just do that totally. all day, every day. And I feel so you. I need to fully lobotomize myself. I mean, truly, like I scream, scoop out the contents of my brain. Like literally leave me for dead again, like literally in front of below deck. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's literally, totally. it's like below deck med or nothing. Like I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so my boyfriend hates this because he always wants to write, like watch the new chic prestige TV show that everyone's talking about. And I'm yeah. like, honey, I would watch season three of below deck with Rocky over and over again. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, my I God. Rocky, Rocky is so special to me. She, I see Rocky exactly. is- where is she now? She needs to come on the pod. She's, I think she like is in Hawaii, like certified to do something with water. She was a star. Rocky from Below Deck season three was a star. When she Wait. like jumped off the d- boat to yeah. just like swim, swim away. I was like iconic. Because they fired like the chef, I think. And because they yeah. hated the chef because they found out that he was secretly a chef for cruises, which is very different than being a chef for yachts. <laughs> it and, is. Like, and, and they were mad different. at him, but Rock, I, I didn't like that chef. I forget his name. He was annoying to was me annoying. too. All the I chefs are kind of garbage. Yeah, I've never liked a chef actually. Never because they're, they're very tempestuous. They're just yeah, like they're, they're like tantrums. And the one I hate the most is the one they want us to like the most, which is Ben. He's like creeps me out. I know he's just like not fully cooked. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never yeah. connected with Below Deck. <laughs> I, I well, you don't watch years. the reality, honey. You're no, no, no. Like not Bravo, really. Are you? But look at me in the eyes. No, because I have something to share. Is that a? 
obviously <laughs> I, I'm almost I've all, I have now at this point almost watched every single episode of Love Island UK that's ever existed so I need to have we need to have Jess from season one on the pod but also I've talked about this I'm really now into the 1000 pound sisters on TLC and I want to have them on the pod Wait, oh yeah a, they should come on the pod right? there's a show called 1000 pound sisters yeah, it's Absolutely. about a woman named. I don't only know the one woman, Tammy, and her. It's sister. Amy and Tammy, and they're 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 and they I, have star quality. I, I don't yeah. mean to be offensive, but are they are they a together? Together, oh. they're about a thousand pounds. Together, they're they're both trying to lose enough weight to have gastric, and the, okay. the storylines are riveting. Wow, because <laughs> often it feels like Tammy is like often there's a fight about like if Tammy is holding Amy back. This is really weird. I didn't choose it. Look at me. I didn't choose it. It chose me when I was um I was I was operating a device known as a TV for the first time in years because my boyfriend has real TV at his house. And I was like, What's this? And I was in a really bad mood. I was like, I need something completely has nothing to do with anything any world that I'm a part of and there I plopped down in the middle of Kentucky and there's Amy and Tammy making a YouTube video for Halloween and I was like I love these girls <laughs> yeah um oh. it also it's it can be powerful like there are these themes of like redemption you know we redemption but also like um you know what you owe to yourself versus mm-hmm. what you owe to your sister and like oh, you know, these okay. kinds of things yeah I think okay. like Amy's in a constant I mean I've, I've seen literally one episode I'm literally writing a thesis I think that <laughs> Amy is kind of always in a battle between like mm-hmm. um, if she can leave Tammy behind or if mm-hmm. she or, or if she should hold herself back to be with Tammy or like or what so I love that I don't know I, I see the merit in the show okay that was just to say that. that I do like reality TV sometimes, but I'm not fully versed in Bravo the way you two are. I mean, I, well, Below like, Deck is kind of its own thing. thing. It's like not necessarily super connected to like the rest of no. the Bravo verse. It's well, I was a Bravo purist in the beginning, where like I only did Real Housewives franchise, and of course, like the genius one seasons of like NYC Prep. Um, oh oh yeah, Prin- yeah. Princesses, Long Island. Like, there's just like mm-hmm. there's, so- and then of course, Gallery Ghouls, my favorite. My um, cousin was almost on Gallery Girls. My oh, cousin love. was almost on Gallery Girls. Oh my god, love, I want to watch that. I think I, I tried to watch it and I couldn't find it online. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, I buy everything on Amazon, which I know is problematic, but like whatever, because <laughs> it's oh too hard otherwise. <laughs> and I don't do commercials. I don't do commercials. Like it's just like get it. Like I don't want to deal with that. It's like fucking jumping through hoops. You know what I mean? It's- well, it really does feel like you're stepping into your power to be like two ninety nine for an episode. I could afford That's it. Part- well, you can, also, that. you can also do if you're like looking to be on a budge. You can do the 199 like s you know it's 299 mm. for hd and then 199 oh. for sd yeah if there's one thing i don't care about it's hd so i should do SD. <laughs> you should do that yeah you should do that you should do that but um but now so i started out really bravo purist like real housewives really only and now since quarantine hit it's like me dumpster diving the dr- like going you know digging for bodies like the ultimate trash i will take put it in my veins it's no do you do 90 day um, fiance no, I can't do anything to do with love because it's okay. creepy as fuck. Like the bachelor, <laughs> I can't do. Like I guess we I all have. Line, I guess we all have lines in the sand of like yeah. what we can feel culpable for in terms of engaging <laughs> with reality TV. And for some reason, like you know, hey Paula doesn't feel like like seeing someone active in their addiction, like acting like a psycho, doesn't feel icky to me. But somehow seeing two straight people be like. We're connecting, right? We're connecting. This is us connecting. Yeah. Like that makes me truly like 
a cold chill goes in my body. Like, when I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't do that. I will say, I'm always kind of a yo-yo with Bachelor. Like, I'll pop in for a few years. I'll be out for a few years. And I came back... Um, I came back a couple of years, uh, maybe like a year or two ago to, and I've been watching the last few seasons, but I think I'm done. Like, I think this is my, I'm going to have to bow out for like a few years. And even last, yeah, you, I, I sometimes get to a place where I only watch that I'll know people when paradise comes because truly they're bachelor in paradise is crack cocaine. It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> um, but, um, isn't but it just like I love think, Island? Yeah. It's very similar. Except that, just, yeah, it's very similar. Except there's eliminations every week. Like they start with an like five guys, six girls, mm. and the guys have the roses. At the end of the week, they give roses. If you don't have a rose, it means like no one's trying to fuck you, and you actually have to leave the no, island immediately. I want a rose. And then no. they bring in the, the next week. They'll bring in tons of guys. Like every like five minutes, there'll be like a close up of like feet walking down the stairs into paradise, and it's like, oh my god, it's him from Jess's season. Like, and there's like these girls being like, mm. you know, like I came here hoping you would be here. Mm. And, I just and then feel, like oh god I just you know feel, what I know oh it's all, it's, I just feel like straight people as a whole are so embarrassing and like having to like <laughs> having to like watch them find love it's like ultimately so embarrassing and then also seeing them like it's also so misogynistic and so just disinv- it's like so weird it's so creepy but again again like I can, I can watch Paula Abdul bark like a dog on the ground like high on Percocet and be like yeah you know what I mean so like again like we contain multitudes you know what I mean like I don't know like it's like it's complicated hi hi um, listen 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 just shut up and listen for once <laughs> me undies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin it's about feeling comfortable in your skin and that's why me undies sources are the softest most comfortable fabrics imaginable their endless styles are available in sizes xs to 4xl express yourself every single gosh darn day in new limited edition prints because what you wear on the outside should empower you from the inside that's like their whole thing y'all i love my me undies they're so 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 soft so 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 cozy i have these cute like high-waisted undies and I have like a soft like cozy bra when I'm lounging around the house and I want to say too that I have this pair uh, this horny little pair of briefs and there's nothing that feels more erotic than wearing a pair of briefs with a print on it in 2021 as an out and proud gay male in New York and here's a little special something for you all Never run out of undies or worry about skipping laundry day again with the Me Undies membership. Each month, replenish your basics and build your collection with styles that are anything but basic. Styles that let you be the truest version of yourself right down to your core, babe. And no pressure because you can always skip a month if you want. Plus, enjoy discounted pricing, controlled shipping, and exclusive early access. Love your butt and get the membership. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product, for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Now, to get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash SeekTreatment. That's MeUndies.com slash seek treatment. Love your butt. We love your butt. 
Hey guys, it's me. I was just thinking the craziest thing. From stress to digestion, multiple things can impact your hair growth. Nutrafol's hair growth strategies are curated to your hair and body according to your hair growth science. Nutrafol is formulated with potent botanicals to help you grow hair as strong as you are. And it's physician formulated to be 100% drug free. Nutrafol uses natural, clinically effective botanicals for better hair growth through whole body health. On top of thicker, stronger hair without lasers or chemicals, Nutrafol's ingredients may also help you get a handle on better sleep, stress response, skin, nails, and libido. I don't know if those are things that you're interested in, but something tells me they might be. Totally. And if they are the things that are interesting you... Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations that put the power to grow thicker, stronger hair back into your hands. So when you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. Shipping's free and you can pause or cancel anytime. Does it work, Pat? Yes! In clinical studies, Nutrafol users saw thicker, stronger hair growth with less shedding in three to six months. Wow. Yeah, so whether you're experiencing thinning or not, you know, my same-sex sexual partner is experienced thinning. I am not, but I'm always kind of on the defense, if you will. You deserve hair as strong as you are. Nutrafol can help you achieve your best hair growth naturally. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show, Seek Treatment, by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code SEEKTREATMENT to save 20% off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you can get free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code SEEKTREATMENT for hair as strong as you are. Ryan, I think it's time. We need to ask you one of the most overdue questions in the history of questions, which is, I think it's time. Who were you? Who are you? And who do you want to be? Oh, my God. I forgot about this. Okay. I feel like I came out of the womb, like, fully formed. Like, my personality (laughs) has not shifted from day one. Do you know what I mean? I I don't relate to, like, the people that, like, went through journeys and, like, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, I was just (laughs) this, for better or fucking worse. You know what I mean? Um... And, but I do think like, I do think like, let's see, I think like growing up, I was always like, I think like growing up gay and disabled, you realize like, okay, I got to have some tricks up my sleeve to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Woo, we can't this do this world, alone. This world is not meant for me. You got to crack the door open and peek my head through and see what I can do to get through. Um, so I feel like I was always like, a, like law town USA. And I feel like I just like, knew I had to do that in order to disarm people. Obviously, famously, that's what people do. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, I grew, I grew up in this town called Ventura, which is like a Southern California beach town, like 10 minutes from Ojai. Um, I've seen that on, um, I think I've seen that on, like, I feel like Ventura is oftentimes like in true crime stuff. Like it's people are always park. getting murdered or Wait, really? around that. I don't know. Oh Maybe my god! Else. The only thing getting murdered in Ventura was like my self esteem, but like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I just like I grew up in this like little fun, flirty Southern California beach town, and like it was really dreamy. But of course, it was like hell. You know what I mean? I was it was like seventy degrees, and everything was chill, and I was like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, like there must be more to this provincial yeah. life. You know what I mean? Like meanwhile, everything around me is amazing. And I'm just like, this is hell. I need a break free. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And, um, oh my God, let's see. So I was obviously closeted, which like in the smallest little coffin closet. Um, <laughs> and uh, I came out when I was 17. Oh, that's um, kind of young. Yeah, well, so here's what happened. So when I was 17, I saw this boy on campus who was wearing a <laughs> Smiths t-shirt and I loved the Smiths. Yeah, uh, I, I was that bitch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like an alternative little teen bitch from hell. Um, and, and by campus, you mean college? Uh, no, sorry, high school. High okay, school. Cool. So I was, I was a junior. It was the end of my junior year. And I saw this boy wearing a Smith's muscle tee. And I was oh like, okay. I was like, Yummy. truly obsessed. Like, truly, truly, who is this person? I need to know him immediately. And then <laughs> so I like came up to him and was like, hey, like, what's your favorite Smith song? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, frankly, Mr. Shankly, which like is not mine. But I was like, mine too. That's crazy. <laughs> and um, so then we just like started becoming like really close friends and it became like very clear to me that I was like obsessed with him and like all my friends were like were like okay <laughs> like yeah you really like him he's like only a sophomore they're not that cool and I was like no but you don't get it he's different and then so like I realized very quickly that I'd have to come out of the claws in order to like do what I wanted to do with him mm, and yeah. so then I did I came out of the closet to like everyone I knew in like three weeks it was like a calendar like appointments it was like yeah. like literally like three a day you know I was so ex- I was so exhausted booked by the and end of busy it. is, I was is booked Smith and busy. is Smith's shirt out of the closet as a soft he was like he was he was like one foot in one foot out but like most- okay but he had con Confided in you that he was gay. Yeah, like I knew, I knew through the grapevine that he had dated someone like earlier that year. And oh, so that, wow. that, that's you know, great. You do your Nancy Drew detective work, and like, you know sure. what I mean. Like, and I was like, okay, and also just like, you know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And then, oh, but when I came out of the closet, I was like, I don't want this guy to be my first kiss because it will be really bad because I don't know what I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. I just like remembered this like friend that I had growing up that like seemed kind of gay. And I was like, oh, he's like <laughs> definitely gay or something. So I, call- I called him up and was like, hey, babe, like I'm gay. Like, do you want to come over and like pull around me? He was like, I'm not gay, but sure. See you tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> like skid marks on the driveway style. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I was like okay. <laughs> um, so then like I think I did everything besides like anal obviously I did like I did like BJ whatever oh and his dick wow. his dick was huge I remember that and being like okay can I get a starter dick like I can't yeah. you know what I mean it was like a lot for me to handle yeah um, and then so then that happened and then I felt like okay I did it I hooked up with a guy so I feel like now I feel like Samantha Jones I'm like sexual expert you know what I mean like <laughs> gather around the campfire children I can tell you some tricks you know what I mean um, also high school, I don't know if you guys experienced this with your friends, but like all my friends and I started having sex around the same time. And we truly thought we were like sexual gurus. We're like, okay, like you gotta do this with your guy. Cause he'll love oh God, it. I had the exact opposite experience, but I love I didn't that. have sex with a man until I was 25 plus. Oh, okay. See, like my <laughs> friends and I like all just like I'm decided crying. to start doing it. Like I think the summer between junior and senior year like we like yeah that's so exciting yeah that literally is what the movies prescribe yeah well honey a big dose of doing it between your junior and senior year literally we are so influenced by the media you know what i mean like we were so like you know we were like yeah let's all fucking lose our virginities and like one one was like six months late and we like all like we're like okay like can she can she get it together um fucking prude wait and so this is you and your kind of girlfriend or were yeah, there other gay guys? Oh, okay. no, no gay guys. I mean, like, no. 
Um, yeah. It was it was tumbleweeds. Ventura is not exactly. Wait, a I just hot like got this like. For... I was just like I'm jealous. I want to do that with y'all. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I, I want to be 17 with you. I did teenager years so fucking right. I can't even tell you. Like I got an A plus for being a teenager. Like <laughs> I just knew how to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so we all so you started, do everything with anal with this kid. No, no, everything except for anal. Everything, but, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, okay, so then I'm like, okay, great, I did that. I'm now sexually very experienced. And then, so, so then there was like probably like third tier friends that didn't know I was gay. So I decided to throw a party at my house to do a sexuality reveal, which oh I think is far, oh I, which I think is far less harmful than a gender reveal part. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I remember I went to Spencer's Gifts in the mall and got like penis pasta and gift bags and like all phallic stuff. Oh my and then God. I filmed a, I filmed a video with my friend Katie where like we're slow dancing in my bedroom and she like goes in for a kiss and I'm like, I can't kiss you, Katie. And she's like, why not? <laughs> And I'm like, because I'm gay, bitches. And like, literally, like, oh my that, God. that was like the reveal to like the That's whole amazing. party. Oh, and then also, also I po- like a poster of like Morrissey and Mar, you know, the, the photo where like they're holding the flowers, the black and white photo of like, you know, whatever. And it was like all very gay. Anyway, so that was, oh, and then I, I remember like before people came to the party, I sent like a mass text. Everyone being like, hey guys, my mom's out of town on Saturday. Come to my house for a party that will change all our lives forever. Oh and they were like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm gonna um pop this balloon, and if uh, penises, whatever sexual organ comes out, is the sexual <laughs> totally. organ that I'm attracted to. Yeah, it's just like a polaroid of me sucking someone's dick. That's like, a, <laughs> I'm like surprise. Um, yeah, no. Oh so, then, so then that That's happened. No, it truly. Like, I'm telling you, I did such a good job at being a teenager. Like I fucking did it up. Um, and then also like my my parents were like so MIA. It was like. I always say like it was like party of five because my parents didn't die. They just became selfish. So like, Wait, what is your I, parents' deal? So my dad, like, so my parents divorced when I was eight, which I like truly actually didn't care about because they like fought all the time. And I was like, okay, fine. But my, my dad remarried when I was 14 and moved to Malibu, um, which was very glamorous, very glamorous. And then my mom just like kind of checked out and just was like doing her thing. And then she like met a guy who randomly lived in like Eureka, which is like kind of near Oregon, but like in California, like Humboldt County. And so she, like my senior year, she was like full gone girl. She was just like, oh I'm God. going to Eureka. Like literally like a two hour flight. And like me and my brother were just like, okay. And then so like, I just threw parties nonstop. And I remember like, my brother would be like, can you not throw another party? And I was like, watch me. You know what I mean? It was like. <laughs> Wait, how is your brother older or younger? He's older. He would be so annoyed. What's he all about? He's different than me. I mean, nature versus nurture, honey. Do you know what I mean? So like <laughs> he, he, he actually lives in Beachwood Canyon, Hollywood. And um, he's just like a straight guy. He's, he's very sweet, but like he's like a loner. He like doesn't, I don't know. Like. Straight guys are loner. Straight, straight brothers are loners. Yeah, he's very much a loner, and I I adore him. But like he is he mayor? He, he has a girlfriend. Um and yeah, and then I have a is sister. he in the biz? No, he's not in the biz. Um, sometimes I'm like, am I in the biz? Like I feel really far from it. <laughs> you're in the honey. You're in the biz. <laughs> um, like I actually couldn't feel less in the biz lately. <laughs> That's okay. The business toxic. Um, I know we keep derailing you, but I need to know what happens with the gay off. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So, um, so this is what happens. 
so basically that gay party happened. Oh my god, and he like flashed everyone his dick at the party and I was like <gasps> and I was oh like done. Yeah. I was Wait, dead. the gay soft did? Yeah, he did. Oh and, my and, god. And I was like, oh, and I was like oh my god. And, and all my girlfriends and I were like, ah! I was like, you know, like Jamaica private school girl, like all the girls like literally, ah! you know, Oh my god, he's oh, dead. Why did he do it? Um, Why did the gay soft do that? He's like, I think a girl asked him and he was like, okay, you know what I mean? Oh and my I, god. I was I was dead. I was like, oh my god, it's all happening. And what then, did it look like? And then it looked good. I mean, I didn't have <laughs> Funny, <laughs> any dick would have looked good at that point. I know. I'm I was like, like, what am I even, talking about? I was like, vegetable, <laughs> animal, mineral. I'm here like fucking an oak tree. Like I don't give a shit. Um, so basically, uh, what happened? Okay, so so then like we got closer and closer and closer, and then I asked him out on AIM. I still have yes. the AIM conversation like p- saved on my live journal, which is it's amazing. What um, was your screen name? I'm. It's traumatic. Okay. No, I mean, I can tell you. It's yeah, tell so me. traumatic. Only if you feel safe. Oh, my God. It's so traumatic. Okay. Indie adolescent. <laughs> no. Indie adolescent. It's literally. That's amazing. That's A+. Plus. A+. Plus. I am literally, like, I just, like, chopped off three years of my life by saying that. Um, Indie adolescent. It's, I mean, honey, I wasn't fucking around. Like, she was, like, virgin suiciding it up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but by the way, like, um, I'm doing this thing for Interview Magazine. I was obsessive about keeping Polaroids. Like, I just, like, took photos of everything. But it was all, like, bullshit. It was, like, I want to do, like, a cat power. You are free photo shoots. Like, let's go to Ojai and be in the woods. And Interview is literally publishing them, which is That's iconic. That's amazing. Which, by the I way, though, I didn't include the boy because – or I did include one of his hands because, like, I would have to, like, reach out to him and, like, tell him. And I don't want to do that. We don't talk. I don't know. It was, like, it would be a weird thing, right, to be, like, hey, babe, just so you know, like, these Polaroids of us are going to be in Interview Magazine. Like, are you okay with that? Like, I thought that would be, like, not chic, right? I don't know. I, don't I know. think you could ask him. It depends on who. What's he up know. to now? Is he still a gay soft? No, he's around. <laughs> honey, he's around. Like, he's, Oh, do like, you see him around? I don't see him because, well, honey, who sees, who sees anyone? Right, um, yeah. But he's, like, he's not, he's not, like, he's in the periff. Like, he's not totally out, out, out of it. But, like, but I haven't mm. run into him. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. It's like we don't talk. And I, it's like one. it's like weird, but it's not weird. And it shouldn't be weird because all this was like 15 years ago. So who gives a shit? But it's like, I don't know. It just also felt like a weird thing after like years of radio silence. Like, hey, is this okay? Like, anyway, whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll I, think it could, I think it could be an opportunity. I guess. Anyway, okay. If you so, didn't have a boyfriend, I would have shipped you to. Oh, To yeah, this day. No, Ryan, Ryan's very in love. Yeah, very, very in love. But, but okay, so, so it's okay. So, so we ended up dating. Thing, so he said yes to us dating. And we dated for like the six months. And it was truly magical. It was mm, incredible. So sweet. Lost my V, which took like five times to lose my V because it was so painful. And I was like, is something wrong with my asshole? Like, I remember like literally Googling like asshole, like what is wrong? You know what I mean? Like, there was no Did- information back in 2004. Like, it was like, wow. I was truly like, there was no treasure map. There was no like... There was nothing I could do. I just had to like figure it out on my own. And he um, was like, but you wanted to bottom. You were set on that. I mean, it like wasn't discussed. I feel like we just inherently knew what the game was. Really? Even though he was a sophomore and you were a senior? I know, right? 
<laughs> Sexy. It's weird when you think something's one way and it's really different. Totally. Totally. Like, wow. Put me out of the box. You know what I mean? That's like when you're watching porn and like the athlete fucks the coach and it's like, totally, what? Totally. When you think the whole time the coach is going to fuck the athlete. That's but the vibe, really but the vibe was very T and I, very B. Like it was like, I, like it was just, we knew without even talking yeah. about it, what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I did not know that you could not have sex in any other position than on your stomach. Like, truly. I, that's yeah, thought, yeah. I just thought that's how you had to... I didn't know. You know, sex was yeah. so building a mystery by Sarah McLaughlin. Like, I did not know <laughs> how anything worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I just go on my stomach, which was, like, weird. And I, like... Anyway. Totally. Straight people only found out, like, literally, yes. some of the, like some the of your most week. liberal... Some of the most liberal straight people you know only found out gays can do missionary in, like, 2003. 2016 when the rolling totally, happened totally. i was one of those straights i'm not ashamed to say it i didn't know and i've educated no, it's okay. myself We're well, the movies don't tell you. You. that's <laughs> why when you're little know. when you're little <laughs> when i say little i mean like 17 <laughs> when you're little um you you think that's why you think you only can do it like on your stomach but i when i was the um, famous young, position I, of on your stomach <laughs> but when i was young i um would picture like riding like that seemed to make sense to me like sitting on mm, a dick mm-hmm. oh that's beautiful well we yeah. had we had so much sex it was like crazy like we just fucked all the time and like we had this like back shed in my house that was like oh my truly God. like where my brother went to go fuck girls where i went to go get fucked like it was like a cum palace it was awful <laughs> and like it was like this ratty like fucking like twin bed mattress on the floor like it was just not chic but like honey she got it done you know what i mean yeah um, that sounds incredible and then we broke up which was like devastating why'd you break up because you moved well what no what happened was like i broke up with him because i was like mad at him about something i forget what and um and he was like Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, no. I was oh, like, my <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Did you like, say I love you? Yeah, of course. All that shit. Um, but I was, I was, I was like, I was expecting him to be like, no, like, let's make it work. And he was like, actually, like, that's probably a good idea. We should break up. And I was oh like, oh my God. I was like devastated. I remember like literally listening to like on my iPod to like these days by Nico and like yeah. literally going and crying and then collapsing in a field. I was like, I, okay. To- like, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I've been out walking. Totally, totally, totally. And then I did that psychotic thing when we broke up where like, I like, would go have lunch with like his friends like I never really liked but just like mm. fish for oh my god do you know what I mean? yes. like, like oh my god I'm so glad that we get to connect and like have our own friendship but also like how is he doing you know what I mean like it yeah, was yeah. Like, it was like so I was truly disturbed yeah like I was unwell like I was like, <laughs> I was like throwing tantrums in public we like ran into each other at a concert and I was like screaming at him and everyone was like whoa <sighs> it was like high drama and then that summer I rebounded with, with this guy that like we all sensed was like sort of gay kind of and me and my best girlfriend actually shared him as a boyfriend all summer. And that was like, was oh my God. It was, well, I, you know, label, who knows what was what. We That's were on, hot. we were on so many muscle relaxers that summer that it truly, it is all a blur. We were, <laughs> oh on, these, my God. We were on these things called somas. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's I don't like, know about that. Yeah, it's weird. Who knows? But like, we got them from Tijuana and we just like literally popped them like they were gummy bears all summer. And just like had our friend, like fun dreamers sexual exploration moment. And he would go hook up with me. Then he would like walk over to her house because we were neighbors and then go hook up with her. And it was like that all summer. And it was amazing. 
Wow. That's, that's something I could never even imagine. But see, I like, we were all, like, all very free. Like, I remember, like, literally, like, my best girlfriend and I would have double dates. And, like, we would just, like, go back to my house. And, like, she would fuck him in the guest bedroom. And then I would fuck my boyfriend in the, like, my bed. Like, it was just, like, and then, like, literally, like, I remember once, like, she'd be like, oh, my God. Bretty came in. We have to go get Plan B. I'll call you guys later. Like, literally, it was, like, insane. Oh, my God. I, this I is such feel a- like. I feel like we were all kind of pretending like it was like all of us wanting so desperately to be adults and to like have this like sexual free moment when in reality like our brains were still like jars of rat poison and like we couldn't conceive of anything but I think it was just us posturing you know what I mean but it was really fun and it was like I just I do think there was a certain kind of free spirited moment i don't know it was really exciting and i'm glad i got to do it and then but then after that things got zero dark 30 because like i was so traumatized basically like being gay and disabled i was like okay like that's not the combo meal i would have ordered off the menu the intersectional (laughs) menu but like but like and i was like i don't think like i'm ever gonna have sex and then when i dated my boyfriend i was like oh amazing but then when he dumped me it sort of like reinforced Mm. all these feelings i had about myself so babe i was celibate for after the guy that i shared with my friend i was celibate for like like i'm talking like anal like 10 years Wow. A decade. A decade. And, you know, honestly, like, I don't have any regrets typically because they're just truly a waste. But that is like the one thing I regret. Like, I should have just had sex because it became like a thing that I became afraid of. And when I was in New York, I truly felt like I was gay golem. And I just like, I, like, my self esteem was so bad. And like, I feel like in my 30s now, you know, having a boyfriend now for six years and all this stuff, I'm still, I'm still like needing that validation though. Like I'm still needing like a stranger from Scottsdale to say like sit on my face on Instagram. And I think it's because I Mm -hmm. felt so unfuckable for so long and I was celibate for so long. I, I think I'm still paying the psychic credit card bill for that. (laughs) <laughs> Why do you think you waited so long? Like, was it because you were like, I want to um, have this love thing again? Like, I had no, to no, no, no. no, no, no. I, I just think that I, when, when I got dumped in high school, I just feel like it was like, oh, like how silly of me to think that I could have had that. Like, I could oh. have had, I could have had the things that everybody else has because clearly I don't deserve that, and that's not, that's not meant for someone like me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think it just really forced me to, it it just, I went down like a dark hole. And then I think, so then I guess if we're talking like full bios, when I was 20, I was living in San Francisco and I got hit by a car and I developed this thing called compartment syndrome, which was like a thing only athletes get. And then, yeah, I know about it from running. Oh my God, LOL. So it's like, literally they're like, athletes get it. And I guess you dot, dot, dot. What is it? It's when it's, something hits you at such force that it causes the oxygen supply of your muscles to get cut off. Isn't that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. In, in running, it's when you're, it usually happens in the calf. It's like when your muscle kind of, I think like outgrows the sheath, like the sheath doesn't grow with it. And so, so then like it squeezes too tight and the oxygen to that muscle gets cut off. So it's like, yeah, you have, to have surgery. Oh yeah, honey. She got surgery. I was like full Grey's Anatomy for like so many years. Oh um, my God. So basically like I got hit by a car and it caught, it hit my arm, but it was going 45 miles per hour. If it hit me head on, I would have definitely died. And, oh my God. Um, so I had to have like in total like six or seven surgeries. 
I had to have like reconstructive surgeries. Oh my God, some of the Polaroids in the interview thing are going to be like of my skin graft and shit like that because I was so ashamed of it for so long, blah, blah, blah. But I think, but, but here's the thing. So then I moved to New York, LOL, as one does. And I went to the new school and everyone assumed that my limp and everything was from my car accident. And so I just like never bothered to correct them. I was like, oh my God, yeah. Mm. I mean, it is all from my accident. Because like to me, <laughs> like Ryan, the accident victim, deserved a dick in his ass, but like not Ryan, the guy with CP. Because like <laughs> oh having, being an accident victim is like very relatable. Like we could all get hit by a car. I mean, knock on mm-hmm. the no. But like everyone understood that. Where like CP people were like breaking bad, confused. Do you know what I mean? Like there oh wasn't, my gosh. Oh my there gosh. wasn't like a reference point for any of this stuff. So like I just felt it was amazing. Like, why don't I just consolidate my two disabilities into one and just like live as an accident victim? So that like bought me some self-esteem for a few years. Why don't I just live as an accident victim? Yeah. I was like, great. I was like literally like silver linings playbook, babe. Um, oh, and then, so then I did, then I did date for a few years in New York and kind of like, it was like how Stella got her groove back ish, but like, I still didn't have like full on sex and I wasn't like having relationships. I was like dating guys for three months and being like, actually you're boring. I'd rather be alone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like that, I think New York was like everything kind of catching up with me because that was when I was getting really into drugs. And I think I was like, I think like when you're that young, it's like you have these moments of clarity where you're like gee, maybe I'm, like, popping, like, 20 million Roxy set a, like, a day because I, like, don't like myself and I'm denying a fundamental part of my, per, like, personhood. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so that car accident is then what got you into yeah, it opiates. Yeah, got me opiates, yeah. But I was, pretty, I was pretty chill, though. Like, I, I'm a total control freak Virgo through and through. So, like, I'm really good at like keeping my shit together. I'm really good at being high functioning. And I, so I would take painkillers and abuse them for like years until I really, I got so tired of it. Like the, the calculations, like the, this, that, that like when I was 24, I'd been taking it at that point for four years off and on that I was like, I'm going to just be like a fucking pill head. Like, I'm just going to just do it. Like, I'm just sick of this shit. So I was a pill head for like almost three years. And then, wow. Um, yeah, which was like so gnarly, but also yeah, like, same. I was uh, a pillhead for like three years. Yeah, it's like intense, but it's like it was like fun until like it wasn't. I mean, tales yeah. tales all this time, but like yeah, I mean there was like some fun days of like you know taking pills and like like being at Sheep Meadow and like walking ninety blocks downtown and like the sun coating your skin and you're like yeah, you know what I mean. Pills in theory are incredible. Like it's literally you saw something and are happy. I mean, literally, it's an incredible innovation. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ruins everything. Work it ruins literally everything. Um, um, and then and then I moved to LA shortly after. And then when I moved to LA, I got clean from painkillers and started. And writing. is that when you met your current? Yeah. So what happened was, is I moved to Los Angeles. I like became that person that like exercises for the first time and like mm. lives a healthyish existence. I also came out about my cerebral palsy, which really helped everything move mm. it along. Um, and then I met my boyfriend like right around that time that I came out oh about having CP and like was just like exercising and like looking good, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So we've basically this whole podcast we've been leading up to something, which is kind <laughs> of Tell who and what and how your boyfriend is. And <laughs> if you, you guys think are I've been obsessed paying with boyfriends, I love that. Yeah, we are. That's and as someone who's fail. met and even spent a lovely yes, evening with your boyfriend, I can confirm that he's an absolute delight. He's he so 
like funny and smart and sweet and charming yes. and just like now, you guys are a perfect little match you're Thank a virgo you. what is his sign taurus amazing all my friends are tauruses all of them it's crazy like may is psychotic for birthdays oh really uh, yeah i'm um we're not I that a, we're not that ryan i'm a scorpio that. my boyfriend's virgo wait wait wait, wait. how you're a scorpio I'm such I'm literally one of the most scor- I'm the most Scorpio person you ever met in your life Wait I'm addicted I'm frightened but I'm intrigued But isn't it scary a Scorpio and a Virgo It's like because he's so particular and I'm so evil So it's kind of like I know it's particular and evil Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait what um, are you Kat Well I'm Leo but all my shit's in Virgo, otherwise. Oh, love. Love, 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 love. So, yeah, so my boyfriend and I met... Actually, the way we met was sort of LOL. He was voted one of the most eligible bachelors in New York on Refinery29.com. Let's oh fucking my. go! Wait, can, can you, if you don't feel comfortable saying his phone name, can you chat it? Because I need to Google him, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's Jonathan Parks Ramage. Yeah, Jonathan Parks Ramage. You need to unfortunately Google him. <laughs> and then, and then, so basically, I saw his like thing in Refinery. I was living in LA at this time, and I was fully like booby trapped. Don't come near me. Intimacy issues at the Wazoo. So I was like, oh, a guy in New York. I'm in LA. Like, lol. I'm gonna just add him on Twitter, and like, nothing will come of it because we don't live in the same city. And then he DM'd me, being like, hey, we should hang out. And I was like, oh my god, babe, huh? sorry, I live in LA. And he's like, oh my God, I'm moving to LA next week. And I was like, Fuck. no. Okay, yeah. level five clinger, level five yeah. clinger. Well, so here's, here's <laughs> what actually happened. So when he came to LA, I actually was dating some guy for a few months. And um, I know I want to shout out to that guy. <laughs> I want to take a second and just say, we love you. We see you. We respect <laughs> you. And you are heard. Oh and you are, par- and you, hey, listen, you are a part of this story. You are a I part of the story. I feel so bad for anyone that had to date me because I was such an asshole. Oh my God. I was so mean to everyone I dated. I, I can't was, picture actually, that. Well, because I just, I just like, <laughs> I really, well, I want to say something like even when I truly thought like I was literally scum of the earth, like whatever, whatever, I also was extremely picky. So mm. like I could have gotten a boyfriend. I could have, but I just like read was like, I need to wait until like I'm done in order to like end up with someone who matters. I couldn't, I couldn't just like be with someone who like didn't make sense. That would like make me so annoyed. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. so it was just like it was just like me dating guys that were super nice but like I just knew we're not the one mm. and I just like after three or four months like clockwork I would be like okay you gotta go um, but I would be psychotic to them in the meantime too like I, remember- I feel like I'm literally opposite and that I'm like so nice that I string people along for so long and I'm so scared of ever letting anyone go because I never want to actually be alone people don't know this about how nice I am. You <laughs> Dude, well, let's take the floor and give us hotline. Finally, I mean, thank let's just you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Lol, well, I'm not. Lol, nice. fucking out. Okay, not, so you're mean to everyone, and I so then you're. Okay, so so okay, so then so when Jonathan comes in the picture, he just moved to LA, so he was also like the new boy on the block and like living his truth and sowing his wild oats, and I was dating a guy, and then. So then Jonathan started dating one of my best friends, Henry. And I remember Henry and I were going to something together. And he was like, babe, I think I'm going to break up with Jonathan. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, I think I'm going to break up with blank. Um, (laughs) Shout out. Yeah, shout out to blank. 
And he was like, he was like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, let's both break up with our boyfriends. It sounds amazing. And of course, like my mm. wheels were turning because I was like, I was like, okay, like I want to date Jonathan. Like that's next. And we had like, been like, this is we, me. we had been like having vibes. I mean, I, we like there was this one time where I came like drunk to a hangout. We like washed eyes wide shut and I could pass out in his lap, which some could seem as romantic. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that really reads romantic when you put it like that. <laughs> no, it literally was like me, like, and, but it was like I don't know. God bless him. I'm sure. He, I'm sorry, he did not run after that day. Um, but then, so then, then we, so then I broke up with my guy Henry, and Jonathan broke up, and then Jonathan and I like made out New Year's Day, and then we dated for a month, and then my psychotic brain um dumped him because again it was like truly i'm I'm, like not well do you know what i mean it's like danger danger high voltage get away get away um (laughs) and then and then what happened was it's like i dumped him and i kind of like immediately regretted it then then he fucked a mutual friend of ours and i was like (gasps) furious like what an asshole no 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 no, that like jonathan like i remember like screaming at him like he came over and he was like well like i'm like did you really hook up with blank and he's like, yeah, so what? We're not dating anymore. And I was like, well, I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, and he's like, literally, you don't have a leg to stand on. Like, you're fucking psycho. And I was just like, ah, you know, like crazy, crazy, crazy. But anyway, but then I was like, okay, like, he's going to start dating blank. And I'm going to be so upset. And I'm going to feel like I really, because it was very easy to push away people that I knew weren't the one. Because I was like, whatever. They're just like, not my mm. people. Like, I don't care. Jonathan was the first person I met that I was like, oh, like he actually makes a ton of sense and he's a unicorn and I'm addicted and I would be Mm. such an idiot if I fucked this up. So I finally just like literally like begged him and was like, babe, like, please, like, can we get back together? Like, I was like, I can't promise you that I'm not going to go psycho and break up with you in two weeks. Cause like, I might, (gasps) but like, but you have to give me a chance to like show up for you. Cause I like promise you, I will try to show up for you. And you know, he, took it and then we've been together for six years he took it and ran with it by the way i just touched i never bought a plant in my life and i just bought um i bought a cactus like a month ago and i just touched it and it works because it pricked me oh honey oh, I, I i never have seen Let's a cactus that actually on that. i you... never see a cactus actually <laughs> yeah. worked you know what i mean i'm yeah. nice and Wait, pat owns a cactus spotlight and... on cat oh yeah i'm pat being pricked by a cactus okay let's go ah, it yes. works it okay. really works wow. it pricks did you it thank you for your moving story it's time to talk about pat's cactus that works <laughs> no 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 <laughs> did okay, you uh, so did you just what touch I it say... to feel something pat did, did you touch <laughs> it just to feel something and there we go up world there we go it is a quintessential experience i feel to have a boyfriend named jonathan oh my god totally i mean it's again it's the law it's the airbnb palm spring law there's so many laws that as homosexuals we must abide by and we don't talk about it so now you guys have been dating for six years i'm assuming you live together yeah we live together we bought a house in october (gasps) so we're just like doing that we're like becoming those bitches that are like landscaping a yard like we're landscaping right now like we're running we're running um and it's been it's been really good i mean honestly like i feel like like there's been so much like performative fighting with your significant others in quarantine mm. and like I, I feel like me and jonathan just continue to get along so well yeah. that it's like okay like but i will say i will say because i i just got vaxxed thank oh, fucking hell god yeah. celebrate and, thank you and, and he has not been vaxxed and i've like i've literally been like babe sorry like no child left behind except for this one because i'm like i'm <laughs> I'm ready to like go be a part of the world. Also, like we are so independent. Like mm. I have like like my social calendar. Like I have my friends. I have to do this, whatever, whatever. Like 
we come together. Like what I love about him, I remember the first time that I was like, okay, he's the fucking one was that I took him to a party where he didn't know anyone. And, you know, I'm used to doing social work, like in life, as you guys are, by the way. And I'm sure, by the way, you guys have guests where you have to do social work. And I'm sure you have back problems from carrying so many conversations. I understand. <laughs> I understand, honey. I'm with you. I stand with you. And I oh and I can God. feel I can feel when I listen sometimes to back problems. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh and, like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, they're getting a tremor. They're getting a tremor. And I'm like, and I'm literally listening. I'm literally listening at home being like, please. Like, I'm like, this guest needs to fucking show up. Because it's like, <laughs> pod- podcasting is work, baby. It's work. I come here to play. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm here to do a goddamn job. Do you know what I mean? And some people don't see it that way. And you have to do all the heavy lifting. Oh and I God. salute you. And I understand. Okay? Thank you for saying that. No, thank you. Saying that. Thank no, you. Thank you. No, and I think, it, I think it needs to be acknowledged. And I, and I you know, I... Oh, just, that's yes. so funny. Yeah. So basically, like, I'm used to even <laughs> in life doing social work for people. Because we live, you know, in a land of goof troops who don't know how to fucking talk to anyone. And you have to do all the fucking work. It's so annoying. <laughs> so, so... I need to go to this party where he doesn't know a single soul and he literally just goes off on his own. We don't talk the whole night. He's oh, yes. he's out just like living off oh, butterfly loving. vibes. He's literally just like doing whatever. And then we come together at the end of the night to leave. And I'm like, did you have fun? He's like, yeah, totally. And I was like, this is a just add water motherfucker. Yes. Like literally take him anywhere. Like literally you can dress <laughs> him up. You can dress him down. Like he is a versatile, like I love this. And so what I love about Jonathan is that we really do our own thing a lot. And it's like, I, I just think that's amazing. I think having that independence is essential to me and having someone who can do their own thing. I like to me, neediness and codependence is like the ultimate turnoff. I just don't like yeah. it. It, yeah. it speaks poorly on like, like I look at it as like, you're not fully formed and like you need me to like complete you in some way. Like you should already yeah. be fully formed and we should be like uniting and like in doubling up each other rather than like half half do you know what I mean yeah totally I totally hear that yeah so that was like yeah so anyway so now but obviously in quarantine that hit a snag because literally like we spent every night together which again has been amazing but like I'm ready to like you know like do some stuff yeah <laughs> like with my yeah. friends you, without and have you remained always a bottom yeah I think like I <laughs> just that's who I am yeah and that's Same. what I could but can I just say it is confusing because I love butts so much. Yeah, that mm. is a. And that, I'm so I'm so glad you're talking about this because it is some, <laughs> it is an important experience. So, like to bottom and love butts is like actually common. I don't because you want to engage with the butt in a more like visceral way. Well, I just like I don't instead of it being your butt. Ultimately, like I don't care about like penises ultimately that much. I think I'm Me also too. I'm also coming from ways of penis penis privilege where I feel like. I've dated people that have had really amazing penises. So I've never like been forced to like mm. deal with a penis. That's not great. So like I'm recognizing They're out my, there. I'm recognizing my privilege. Okay. I'm recognizing my penis. <laughs> Thank okay? you. But I just don't care about them all that much. And I care. Yeah. All I care about is butts. I mean, one thing I love. <laughs> a title of up. <laughs> all I care about is butts. <laughs> uh, like one thing I loved about living in, in New York, one of the only things is that, I could follow a nice butt for like 30 blocks and that yeah. <laughs> that gave me something to like live for like the, and there are so many good butts in New York because you know all the stairs that you have to climb every day so yeah. like the butts look great I'm someone who struggles with my butt like really it, re- it takes a lot of work to my for my butt to be kind of like 
the way that seems to me fun to be like especially almost as a bottom it's like you want this kind of big yes like cushiony ass that like it just seems like it makes more fun and i that's not where like my weight goes so it really has to be all muscle so it's just a lot of like squats and stuff but i have to say like it's actually crazy how good my boyfriend's butt is oh Oh, really my boyfriend has really good butt too he your boyfriend does have a good butt Catherine. because i have no i mean i notice everyone's butt can i just like i just do that's like my first thing he doesn't even do much yeah i have a genetic I, my butt is perfect the way it is. Luckily, I got called J Lo in middle school all the time. People oh my God, made fun so of me. Lucky. They didn't that's know so that this would be my superpower. School. This would be my yeah. superpower. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so I'm good in that department, thank God. And I'm not one to throw out compliments towards myself, but that's one area. <laughs> no, you where deserve it. I'm good. That's also where I'm like clearly. I mean, I'm a like truly, I'm a bottom. Like this ass dictates everything I do. Like truly. Um, <laughs> but I just and I also feel like you covet the butt you I mean I don't know I just yeah I like big butts I'm not gonna say the other one. I'm not gonna you don't have to finish it you I'm don't not gonna finish, finish that it. I'm not gonna finish that I won't we're do here it. for you yeah. is that so who are you now besides a person with an amazing butt oh my god thank you for saying what I said and regurgitating it it feels so good <laughs> um, <laughs> um I don't know I mean quarantine's been <laughs> crazy no. You're writing a book, bitch. Oh my yeah, god. I, famously... I love your chic your chic book announcement. I'm like, come oh, through. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, you know, I wouldn't do anything else. Um, I know, it was gorge. Yeah, it's got to be gorge, honey. Otherwise, I won't do it. Um, yeah. I yeah, I wrote a novel. I was like that bitch that took the King Lear meme seriously. And was like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you wrote a novel? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait no- to read it. I wrote a novel in court. Well, here's the thing. Th- this feeds into my sobriety journey. So what happened was is the pandemic started we halted production on specials so we shut down and i was in post on that but i also was just feeling psycho and i was just drinking a ton and i i decided to just write i just started to write a thousand words a day with no kind of uh, goal in mind i didn't know what the story was i didn't know what the fuck was going to happen i just was like i need to do this i need to do this and then it's kind of evolved into a character who is a high functioning alcoholic and it became a way for me to take all these feelings that I had about my own drinking, but I was too afraid to admit it. And I put it into the book and I kind of like in a very witchy way was like, when I'm finished writing this book, I will be sober because once you see, you cannot unsee. Like I can only lie to myself for so long. And yeah. once I make that change, I've always been this person. Like it's a, like a light switch with me. I've been like this in every area of my life. Like once I make the decision and commit, I fucking do it. And I knew that once I wrote this book where it was just all my relationship to alcohol just on display, my feelings about drinking, why I drink, I knew that I couldn't continue drinking. There was just no way. Oh, yeah. I wish I was like that. Yeah. I, I wish mean- I was <laughs> <laughs> I need to read your book. No, but by the way, Catherine, like I I I had wanted to quit so many times. I mean, but I yeah. think I, you know, it's hard. Like it took a long time and I don't know why I decided to just do it. Like it was not, it's just, it's, it's a confluence of things. Do you know what I mean? It really, Mm -hmm. you have to get to that point where you're ready to, but also you have to be ready to have a complete perspective shift. And the way that I view alcohol now is so wildly different than the way that I used to, like I used to, like when I took breaks from drinking, I used to be like, this is my mode. It was like, 
oh, I wish I could drink, but I have to be good, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. But now, now I look at alcohol as what it is, which is (laughs) poison, breaking news. Mm. It's ethanol. And I look at it as a total scam perpetuated by capitalism, which it also is. And we've been kind of lied to. And we bought into this idea that alcohol is this magical elixir that we need for socializing, for vacations, for like a glass of bread with pasta. And it's all bullshit. It's all an illusion. And it's all stuff that we have bought in hook, line, and stinker, which has been, again, perpetuated by the media, by like Hoda and Kathy Lee drinking their wine at 9 a.m., which is psychotic. (laughs) It's like like Christina Applegate drinking a bottle of wine at 11 a.m., like, and dead to me. And you're like, that's not okay. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've all it's all become so socially acceptable that to the point where if you don't drink, you're actually judged, which is truly mentally ill. And it says a lot about the person who's triggered, then, you know what I mean? It's it's so crazy to me. Like, my brain just cracked open. I know. But yeah. you know what, Ryan, I read that book you told me to read, and it did not stick. It's okay, I, though. It's okay. okay. Kevin, do you want to quit drinking? I, well, that's the thing is that I only want to for like a month because I want to lose weight. <laughs> so that so doesn't really count. So you're not, then, then you don't. Yeah, that's, then you that's don't. Not then you don't. Do it. Then you don't. I, I, my life was turning into the most, the least compelling <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Like, do you know what I mean? Sure. It was like yeah. it yeah. was like the Russian doll garbage deleted scenes that like didn't make the show. Do you know what I mean? It was like I, I just, I every day had the same flat quality to it. It was just, it was horrible. I felt like I was in this washing machine that I couldn't get out of. And everything was the same. And I also felt so tired of having to, like, power through. Every day was, like, powering through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I, guess, I hated that. Well, it's interesting. So I guess, you know, asking if I want to quit. It's like, I think I only start to think like that when I do try and stop. And then I'm like, this sucks and it's hard and boring. Yes. And now I have to, like, be antisocial for a month. And it's like, so in that way, I do wish I could shift my perspective. But I don't, no part, I don't feel... Not that I've never, like, regretted getting too fucked up and doing something stupid, but I feel like I'm not in a place where I'm like, how can I keep doing this? I'm just like, yeah, "Yeah, that was fun, and, like, it'll be fun again the next day. Yeah, that's the (laughs) thing. (laughs) But everyone gets to – and by the way, you might not ever get to that point. Like, not everybody needs to quit drinking. Like, it's not like that. Although, again, I'm truly an anti-alcohol evangelist now, and I think that it's truly awful and not really anyone should drink, but whatever. That's, like, too crazy, and I'm too radicalized to even deal. But, like – you know, it's like it, like Edith Zimmerman wrote about this thing, like basically being like alcohol is like a board game. And like the two the first two thirds are fun and the last third is hell. And some people never make it to the end of the board game. And mm. that's great. But once you do, it's like, oh, my God, do you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I think this is so fascinating and I'm so grateful for you for sharing it because it's like something I feel like everyone I know thinks about and talks about. But rarely do we like. Well, I, I think I think we they only say- talk about sobriety in terms of the 12-step program in AA and I and I've done AA and I've done NA like when I was in New York and all that stuff mm-hmm. and all my, like a lot of my friends have gotten sober through the program and I I'm obsessed I love it it never was for me and I felt so much shame around that and I felt mm-hmm. like and also I think also that enabled my drinking being like well I'm not a real alcoholic because otherwise mm-hmm. I would be taking to the program mm-hmm. so just know I think that we have a very binary way of looking at drinking in our culture where it's like Either you have a problem or you don't. But I think a lot of people exist in the gray. And I think that binary way of thinking actually hurts people and prevents them from getting help. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yes, I um, I think that it is something that um, 
everyone just needs to do like whatever works for them and I think there's no one way to like have a healthy relationship with alcohol and like um and like whatever works for you is like what what you should do I think that um yeah I I have to make it a point to almost never think about other people's drinking Mm -hmm. um because I just get too worked up when I do mm-hmm. either from the sense of being judgmental or from the sense of being like, they can, they're that bad. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't that bad, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I just need to think of like how it was when I stopped and like how it is now and which one of those things like works better for me. And like, whenever I think about it in that way, it's like very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But, yeah, I think that, like, yeah, alcohol, they say it's, like, fun and problems. No, it's fun, and then it's fun and problems, and then it's just problems. But, again, a lot of people never get to that point, which is good, and I celebrate them, and I lift them up, and I throw parades for them every second Thursday of the month. (laughs) Um, But, um, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, it sounds like you're, it sounds like you have a lot of awareness and um, I give so much credit to anyone who stopped drinking during this because I feel like I have really struggled to feel connected to my journey in sobriety during this pandemic in terms mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, like I got sober around four and a half years ago. That's and um, and I really, did, I mean, that first year really felt like such a chapter where it was my, it really was my whole life and it sort of had, like my life had gotten so small otherwise that I didn't have anything in it besides trying to be sober by the end and like um, that whole first year was kind of that and I think even after that I always felt like it all felt like one kind of big arc and I feel or almost linear or something in my like recovery and now this past year has felt so detached from anything else. Like I feel so untethered from Mm -hmm. who I was when I was drinking. I feel Mm -hmm. so untethered to who I was during my first few years of sobriety. I feel so untethered to like what my sobriety has looked like in the past and like Mm -hmm. what things have been helpful to me in the the past, like that are not accessible to me anymore right now. So it's been a struggle for me, but I do know several people who have like gotten sober during this. And I'm not sure I would be able to I really don't I think I would have been really high for like all of this um and really drunk for all of this but again like by the end drinking wasn't fun at all it never ever by the end I I couldn't drink with people anymore um it was so detached from this idea of fun that is like what's sold to us Mm. right um and something you said too about like about them selling the idea of alcohol to us made me think of something like I agreed with it, but I forget what it was now, but it's just, um, yeah, they really make you feel like you need it. Oh, kind of like this idea of like, I notice now when I go away somewhere, like for a vacation, I tweeted like over the summer at one point, like, um, the thing about vacation. Not never to Fire Island, no right. matter what. Right. Um, I'm not allowed on the island. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, I tweeted something about like you go on, but you go on vacation. It's like okay, I, I definitely still exist. Like not exactly relaxing, but I feel like I get somewhere. Like if I go to a hotel, where it's like okay, now I'm away somewhere. 
the next thing to do is like drinks to finally just be somewhere else and Mm -hmm. not be my normal person. Like, and then you get there and it's kind of that, like wherever you go, there you are. And it's like, well, I still can't drink here. I'm just sitting on a bed here. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what I mean by any of this, except to say that I'm so conditioned to think that being on vacation means that you can relax and have fun. And that just means that you're kind of drunk and like that I can't, like it feels like what's the point of me being somewhere else if I still have to exist here you know what I mean like right. it doesn't I don't know well, about how that connects because the, you, you look at vacation as a way to escape from your existence and so yeah. and, mm-hmm. and you and that, and that is so intertwined into substances and altered states totally uh, I get it like the way that it works for me is like because Provincetown was famously very boozy for me and I was basically drunk every single night and like I just look at it like as like that wasn't making it better. That was again like I keep going back to the word scam because that was the word that really resonated for me was that it is a scam. Like we bought into yeah. something that isn't true. And so like that frose that I'm having like by the water, like like I have this such an emotional attachment to that mm-hmm. frose, which is disturbing because it's literally <laughs> like it's so it, honestly, if you really break it down, it's so pathetic. It really yeah. is like to attach so much weight and meaning to this uh, ethanol, this glass of ethanol, like whatever. Yeah. Like, like it's like, that wasn't what made it better. Like I love Provincetown because I love this, like the city and the town, but it's like, again, like we've been so conditioned to believe that it, that in order for it to be the most fun, you need to be fucked up or you need to be having that frosé. And that just isn't true. And I I, I think that like for me getting sober in the pandemic has been really helpful because I actually think a, I wouldn't have done it if, we weren't in a pandemic because I think I would have just, again, I'm so high functioning that it's like annoying. Like I would have just continued to just do whatever I need to do with a mid grade hangover and it would have been awful. But I think that this gave me the space. And also like I had dinner every night with friends, you know what I mean? Like, and like every time I'd go to dinner and like not drink, I'd be like, okay, let's drink. You know what I mean? Like it would be like that over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I think having that completely stripped away, like it allowed me to really get sober and not be tempted every fucking day. You know what I mean? And And really get strong in my sobriety and like, good about it my thing was like i was so not functional at all like um i'll meet people in sobriety that'll be like you know i had everything i had an expensive car i had the perfect house but i was miserable and i was like i don't believe you like i would have if i had those things there's no way i would be sad but i i wasn't you had the great gatsby honey (laughs) yeah i had the great gatsby but even that was like kind of early not early on but i was still probably during the great gatsby when the great gatsby was happening to me i was probably still four years away from being sober um which meant it was gonna get a lot worse before it got better and like um you know, by the end, I didn't have anything. Like, I, I couldn't hold down a job. I didn't have any money. I was talking to my boyfriend about... He was talking about how he loved Five Guys. And I was... It, like, I just got this memory of, like, there was this Five Guys on 7th Ave. And I would go in and take, like, handfuls of peanuts when I was, like, super broke. And be, like... And that would... Because, like... And I would eat peanuts. And, like, um... Yeah, I just, like, didn't have an apartment or friends or, like... it. I couldn't... It got to a point where it was just too exhausting... It was just too exhausting not to get sober. Right. Um, but um, but well, that being said, even then when I tried to get sober, then I relapsed for like a year and then I had to do it. And then it got even worse and then I had to do it again. Um, and then it stuck. But it's like, yeah, I don't think... Um, for me, it's like even now I notice myself, I'll gravitate towards things that 
I think might make me feel different. Like I'll always try to be Googling like, can addicts take this? Like, what does recovery Mm -hmm. say about this? Mm -hmm. Like, where is the line? How, how close can I get to being fucked up? You know, and that's all that same thinking of for some reason, it feels like something is not right. I need to feel different. I need to feel a little bit less alive, a little bit less a part of this world. There has to be some way there has to be some way and the truth is there's just not the only way is to just like chill out and like let things like be how they are and um be okay with it but it's very hard and my brain will always like right now it's like i'll always have a little thing like right now i'm um there's valerian root which is like an herb that like is that i will take once in a while and oh, then I've i'm like Why? what does she do I don't, she, she's Sleepy. like a natural sleepy, sleepy. But like okay. she doesn't do anything and then I'm like maybe I should take so much of her that she does something and then I'm like well then I'm just try- <laughs> like literally I'm just trying to get high you the know what first, I mean like first person to get high off Valerian root yeah <laughs> and, and it's like I'll I'll be like that where I'm like I should try to take enough of it like I it oh, it's this constant cycle that where I constantly realize like oh you're just trying to get high in some way right. and then right. like being like oh I guess I shouldn't do that but I don't know yeah no it's it's really hard to like yeah just completely go through life without a brain condom on you know what I mean yeah <laughs> to raw dog it's really hard to raw dog life to yeah bareback life exactly yeah exactly barebacking life bareback yeah exactly it's like it's a it's a rough journey and I think also you know the pandemic all our coping mechanisms like are totally gone girl and we're just like left with ourselves yeah like i can't tell you these past past year how appealing the idea of like molly is to me like because i've just i have been more depressed than i've ever been Mm -hmm. it's like if i could just take a molly i would just be so happy for a few hours like it's so easy like i remember that feeling of like euphoria and it's like to remember that feeling it's like oh my god i want that so fucking bad um, but I can't, the problem is I can't have that feeling just one time. Like I'll never want it to end. And then when it does, I'll sleep for a few hours and then I'll want it again. Like, it's just, so it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get it. No, it, it all, it all transfers to something else. Like I think since getting sober, like my, I've never really had a complicated relationship with food, but like, I feel like my food journey has become really weird since I stopped drinking where like I lost a lot of weight because I was just like really ready to like eat healthy and like be good and like also not having like a bottle of wine in me every single night was like good for the cows. But but, like now I have these two cheat nights and like the way I treat these cheat nights is like truly disturbia. I basically like go on Gold Belly and I research coconut cakes from all over the world. And I literally because I'm obsessed with coconut cakes. And I literally will get like what's a coconut cake? Just like coconut, like a yummy yum coconut cake. Like a oh, it's like a cake that's <laughs> yeah. coconut. Yeah, and then I will, I'll, I'll, I'm literally, I'll literally tuning get, like, back in. No, I'm kidding. I'll literally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, and you, uh, I, just, I just took a shower. Catherine just, <laughs> Catherine just took some valerian root and she got sleepy. Catherine's been pricking herself oh with God. her cactus to see if Hello. it works. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, zoom, like you're like food, zoom, food issues. Okay, great, great, great. Um, so, so basically, like I, I now become bizarrely addicted to like getting these cakes from Gold Belly, and my boyfriend will see the cakes get delivered to our house and be like, "Babe, what are you doing?" And of course, like. I'll have like one slice and then throw it away because I'm not going to keep a cake for whatever. And it's just like, it's like, but it's like, it's such an indulgence, like a giant fat slice of cake on my cheat night that it feels truly disturbia, like Benji Cohan. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not <laughs> famous step stepdaughter of Andy Cohen. Cohen. Oh my God. Benji Cohan. Lol. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, it's, that has been the one thing that I've like 
one eye open like i've clocked you know what i mean it's kind of like okay this cake journey is a little funky but like let's write it out you know what i mean um, yeah, as, as Pat and I say, you can't win at all ever. So don't yeah, worry about it. You can't win at all ever. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of your self help book, right? That would be so funny. Pat, you should yeah. write a self help. You can't win gonna, at all ever. Yeah, it's going to go in the self helpless section. It's just so- I, would, <laughs> I would devour that novel. I feel like it's so interesting. Like hearing you guys talk about this, is, it's all so fascinating to me. I feel like because I've equated alcohol only as this thing that has to do with my weight. Mm-hmm. That like I think mm-hmm. all my same issues I have with dieting now go onto that, and that's why it's just like this. Uh, well, dieting I, doesn't work. That's what like I'm. I know, but it does because I that. haven't I haven't really eaten in like five months, and it did work. I lost twenty five pounds. Like it's true. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just hungry. Like I'm literally hungry. That's the vibe. And like yeah. we have to be honest it, about that. <laughs> but it can't work forever. No, it's not sustainable. Which is why I'm like, why am I wasting my thinnest time in lockdown? This is insane. <laughs> you know well, thankfully, you got you got the vaccine. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. that's the rollout order. Is people who are having their thinnest time get their vaccine first because they shouldn't be wasting. Wait, it. you guys. Wait, wait. You are the thinnest you've ever been. Hold on. They like knock over an eighty-year-old grandma who's like who's on a ventilator. Like, like literally, like people are near death. They're like, okay, wait. You look amazing, and people should be seeing this in public. Okay, girl, go to the front of the line. That's like the one gay clinic. That's like the one gay vaccinator who like yeah. who, they, who they know they have a way in. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, my God. I love that. To drop back in. <laughs> So the only thing, but wait, just Allison, the only thing I want, so just know that we've deleted a whole chunk, but I want this sentence in. I never get invited to the queer tees. I want that like in kind of canon. I want that to be published. I never. Okay, we're dropping back in after a shit talk sesh. I'm not saying I want to be invited to the queer tees, but I'm, I I just want it known that I am not invited to there. Okay. That was healing. Okay. Anyways. So who do you want to be vibes? Who do you want to be vibes? Okay. I do have a call um, in six minutes. Okay. Uh, who do I want to be? Um, well, I wanted to do this podcast, and I feel like it's finally, it's happened. Oh, my it's God. So well, good. it's been the best day of my, it's been the best time of my life. Oh, good, 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 good. It's Me so too. This was heaven on earth. I'm I so really, glad we finally. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I can't really wait till we can all go out to dinner. <laughs> I can't wait till we can all hang out in real life. It's going to be so I, fun. I really do. I swear to God. And it's like, it's awkward because I'm not someone to like fan out over anybody because I just don't care. But like you're, you're, I listen to seek treatment every week. Like, oh and gosh. when you guys went away, I'm, I'm like, I had a lull sized hole in my heart and I was oh like, my gosh. I was ready to lull. And I just, I feel Oh, you guys are just so good and you so get it. And it's just, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much comedy out there that I'm like, this isn't funny. Like dot, dot, dot. Like (laughs) I'm like, honey. To quote quote Pat talking about New York, everyone's a comedian. No one's funny. (laughs) But but, but actually, but actually. We're living in the upside down. Yeah. We're living in the upside down. Totally, totally. Wait, totally. I have to say a crush of the week because yeah. I Oh really yeah, let's do have... crush of the week. I gotta find my charger. Wait, but so... you say I'm you do crush of the week, I'm gonna find my yeah. charger. Okay, <laughs> mine is a problematic crush of the week that it's not okay to say. Okay, go ahead. Um so I don't I don't think it's okay to say, but I swear to God, I'm sure this is I'm sure this has been said a million times over, but like I love true crime. I really do. And I've been looking for something to watch. And I've been putting off Night Stalker for a little while because I wasn't sure. And then I watched Night Stalker and the whole last episode when they catch that man and we see him in court and we see him looking around court like he has the most like raw sex appeal of like anyone I've ever met in my life like literally I was 
it's you you've just watched they they really mind fuck you because you watched three hours of just his victims him doing the most fucked up things you could imagine just torturing oh, human what's beings. his name awful man awful man richard, richard ramirez i think oh, yes you're, you and then you him? see him and it's like you know what you're doing netflix like you know what you're doing netflix and so like i have to be honest if anyone podcasts, knows anything netflix knows what they're doing <laughs> I have to be honest on my sex podcast and say like I did feel a, a oh. strong sexual pull towards him. So oh. what you're saying is he wouldn't have to stalk you. He would. No, he wouldn't have to stalk oh. me. You would be. Like, stalk him. You, yeah. You Who's going to night really stalk? Like, yeah. Who's going to night stalk the night stalker? I am. Wow. I mean, it's hard because on one hand the cheekbones are divine, but on the other hand, it's definitely a no for me. Just the yeah. eyes to me are so intense and like he should be a model. Wow. <laughs> Let's go back if he were alive. <laughs> Your mission would be to turn the Night Stalker gay, which, you know. (laughs) And model. Gay and turn him model, too. Oh, God, there's something so scary about him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what it is, Pat. I wonder what it is. That is crazy. Oh, my God. Is it okay that I said that? Like, is it okay yes, that I said that? Yes, it's fine. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer's hot. Sue me. Yeah. What yeah. can you do? Sue my Jeffrey Dahmer would friend. totally eat you, Pat, I feel like. Let me yes, watch. Thank you. By let me watch, I mean, sorry, I was looking at something else. I was saying let me watch and let me look at a picture of him, but I definitely don't want to watch him eating Pat. I'm not. Okay, I don't do you guys that. have crushes of the week? Um, um, it's okay if you don't excite an incredible one. God, crush of the week. Um, I don't know. Quarantine is insane. I feel like I have crushes on like literally linoleum. Like, uh, <laughs> I Wait, hate you have a crush on? You hate linoleum? Huh? No, I hate linoleum. Yeah, it's disgusting. But like that's you what, like what is linoleum? This podcast answers the question: What is linoleum? linoleum? Is like '80s flooring or something? Okay. Yeah, it's it looks like tile, but actually it's '80s. Um, oh, oh, Chris Chris Maloney was on the Golden Globes. I'll say like the one second I watched it, and Chris Maloney is fucking so sexy, and he's my type, which is like he's fifty and just like has a huge ass and is like down to yeah. party. Yeah, <laughs> fifty Chris huge Maloney ass down to party. Is down to party. <laughs> you know, my crush is um. This is obviously crazy, but my boyfriend, because we're both depressed, we've been having this really like slow kind of like hot depression sex. So I'm kind of into him right now. Well, fetch <laughs> the bolt cutters, babe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my other crush is gonna go ahead and be. My friend, oh, I have a good one. My friend Ryan, my dear friend Ryan Jones. I don't know if I've talked about this already, but he mm-hmm. lent me his core power yoga login, and it's actually really given me life. It's really I love supporting Ryan Jones. me. He's, I love I him love too. That, He's a divine friend, and I adore him. Okay, um, wait, do you have a crush, Ryan? Yeah, it's like Chris Maloney. Yeah, she said Chris Maloney, and that made me look at a <laughs> wow. Google image, and that made me find a picture of Chris Maloney shirtless with a kilt on, which is so crazy because I watched porn this morning <laughs> where the men who had sex with one another were wearing kilts. Literally, the oh, definition of this podcast is you talking about your crush for five minutes and be like, so, do you have a crush? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, so. do you feel hot today? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's a... It's a time where we've spent too much time so now we just frantically rush through all the things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, all our amazing hot. segments that everyone loves and cares about. Um, no, I don't feel hot. Next question, plars. Um, okay, here's a good one. First of all, I'll start with Ryan. Are you mad at me because I forgot about the Chris Maloney thing immediately after you said it to me? Yeah, but it's good. I'm ready to heal. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already ready to heal. It's fine. Are you mad at me? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, retweet if you believe that. Um, Pat, are you mad at me? 
absolutely not. Could never be. I feel with you. So I know that you're having a hard day and I'm with you in spirit. Thank you. Um, Ryan, are you mad at me? No, I'm so excited. I mean, this is such a dumbass way to meet. Um, I know. I'm so so excited to finally meet you because I've been I've been such a fan of your lols for so long and I feel I can't wait to you know I can't wait till the virus goes away and we can all hang out in public I can't wait to it'll be really fun and Kathy are you mad at me Kitty Cat Coco could never be mad at you. You talked me out of my little mood. Mm -hmm. I knew saying you would make me feel better and I love you. And you know what I was no. going to say, and this is the last thing I'll say in my entire life, but I was also thinking about how we met, we became, fr- people always ask, how do you meet, how do you meet, how do you meet? We met um, literally right before you were about to celebrate your one year sober anniversary. And I uh-huh. feel like it was this like, like I could have met you, it, it's just like one of those things where I could have met you so many times before. And I, we, we like met yeah. briefly, but like. We had met, we, met, met, met. We could have become friends then, but we became friends at the perfect time when we were both ready yeah. to be friends. And that's why totally. I'm, I'm so grateful for goddess up in heaven above for putting us in the same world at the same time. And that's why you're so not mad at me. And that's why I could not even be mad at you today. <laughs> Ron? Uh, Captain, are you mad at me? Yeah. Uh... No, I can never be mad at you. You know you're one of my favorite people on earth. I love Aww. you so much. And this was so, like, this, it could not have, this episode could not be more perfect. You just, yeah. because you touched on everything that's great about you is that you're so, so, so funny, but you also get it. You bring the real. You're not afraid to go there for once <laughs> in my life. So thank you. <laughs> that's my Instagram bio. Not afraid to go there for <laughs> once. <laughs> um, Pat, are you mad at me? Absolutely not. I'm so glad to finally know you. I've obviously known you on a little... Uh, I actually knew you on my own invention, the internet. And I'm so <laughs> glad to finally meet you in real life, kind of. And um, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Amen. Same, 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 same. Oh, wait, Ryan, how do you think we should end the podcast now that we don't... Um... Oh, because you're not doing the blah, 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 like that? Yeah, yeah. You've made the amazing kind of decision to um, not connect with not that. connect um, with that. You could be like... <laughs> Never dog. No. <laughs> Got it? Oh my God. Got it? Got it? Never <laughs> dog. How about oh, we go? Forever cat. Forever cat. <laughs> that is, I mean, it is good. For now, we'll just okay. end on bye, baby. Bye, baby. <laughs> bye, baby. All right. Thank We're trying you it out. Bye. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. Seek treatment if you're boring as 